computer and we are recording. Ooh, what are you sipping? Then Ras raspberry lime sparkling water. Fantastic. Helps clear my uh, like throat and palate while I'm the the sparkling part. Hmm. But then it's juice is like, okay, well, it's not, you know, it's not soda, it's not anything like that. So it's, it's a great balance. <laughs> cool. Um, amazing. Well, maybe we could just start with you sharing a bit of the roadmap of how you've arrived here in this space of what you're doing. Super big question. I know I get overwhelmed anytime someone asks me that anymore. Like, so how did you get here? And I'm still working on the condensed. Um, so I'm just gonna mirror it back to you, but love to hear what comes through for you on your journey, what you're, what you're up to and how you arrived here. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also working on the, the condensation. Right? Of it. Um, it, there's like three little mini phases that I usually like to touch on. Um, one is that my first uh, memory uh, in this life was essentially like riding, riding, quote unquote, not like literally riding as in like on top of, but like energetically riding a beam of light into this incarnation. Um, I don't remember my birth, but I remember the like entrance way in. And then after that, my first memories after that were like, I don't know, later on when I was like one or two or something like that. Um, but uh, so right away, even as I was young, there was this feeling of, okay, I have some sort of mission or purpose here. And so that led into a series of, let's say, activations that started super young. Um, for me, I know uh, there's all sorts of ages where people start to activate and mine started, started really young uh, via series of like interesting synchro mystical things um, starting to happen. And that's just continued basically like throughout my entire life. Um, and there's, but there's been like noted markers, I would say like bigger kind of like uh, activations of coding and things like that. Um, the next like big, big market one was in 2012. Um, I kind of left mainstream society, I guess I would say to a certain respect, or at least what my version of mainstream society was at that time, which was more like music festival culture and uh, DJing and uh, things of that nature. And I got the clear message that it was time to, you know, really walk the spiritual path, which I had studied so many lineages of already at that point in my life. It's very deep into books and different pathways of esoteric knowledge. But there was part of me that wasn't quite like fully living it. And so I went to the mountains in Northern California and started detoxing, doing yoga, uh, meditation, a lot of these different things to uh, really clean and clear out and figure out what the next phase was. And after, after about a month and a half, two months of that, I had a powerful Kundalini awakening 
experience where I was uh, essentially psychically communicating and interpreting with my pineal gland uh, communication that was coming in from a specific star. And the star essentially said, you're at like a very big, important point. We're glad that you've like connected. This is the next point in your mission. It was like a whole like remembering, of course. Uh, the next point in your mission is to go to Peru for December 21st of, of this year. Um, so I went inside, bought my ticket, like literally like within a couple hours, bought my ticket um, and just allowed utter momentary synchronicity to take over everything. And it was guided step by step uh, until December 21st. I ended up on the Island of the Sun in a series of all these activations of that island to receive the Kundalini uh, shift to that point uh, and ended up moving in with an elder uh, Paco Andino in the Andes for like uh, eight months and starting to learn about uh, those traditions, ancient traditions of working with earth energies and calling in the ancestors, working with mountain spirits and, and things of that nature. And then I guess, you know, that was point number two, um, which led to a bunch of things, of course. Point number three was this year, February 28th, I was in a near-death uh, kind of rebirth type of scenario with a car accident. Um, after which two days later, as the whole, you know, pandemic or whatever was starting to kind of like come out and go on, um, a, a Native American woman who goes by Sarah Eagle Woman brought me through a soul grid kind of reactivation and realignment, uh, bringing in this kind of like higher level knowledge of a spiritual avatar that I was connected with. And since then I've went through a major, major shift uh, in direction, focusing a lot less on the knowledge and systems and more on a kind of new innate uh, quantum kind of like star seed avatar connection that I've been birthing and uh, kind of allowing the whole experience thus far in my life to, to flower. So that's, basically how I got here. Totally cash. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. It's, um, so much resonance through many pieces of that. Um, so, so excited to continue to connect and weave and you know, allow this, you know, relationship to flourish on all the things. And I'm like, well, I'm curious how long this goes. Um, <laughs> um, but one thing that, you know, I find can really see through that story as well as just through the path is this embracing the unknown and hearing the call. You know, like when we hear the call, listen, and I can speak on both sides of it of times where I heard it, I knew, and I took action. I was like, yes. And times where it's like very clear and I'm like, I'm going, but then having that human part come out and like, and not go. And then the soul's like, girl, what are you doing? You know, like, so I've definitely had both sides of it. And I, you know, there's that opportunity of, okay, great compassion and love. And there's a reason you'll always find your way back. And I feel during these times of so much expansion and growth, I'm having conversations with people a lot 
on that path. I would love to hear your perspective of following the breadcrumbs and when you hear the call, discernment. I'm going to kind of just throw some stuff at you. You can let it go as you wish, but like following the breadcrumb and hearing the call, discernment of what's there and like just taking the leaps. Yeah, sure. Love to chat about that. So for me, especially, um, in the, I'll start with, I'll start with, I guess, discernment. I, I feel like that was a, a noted part because I do feel like that's super important, especially with, um, you know, the advent of what's going on right now. It's just very like the veil gets thinner and thinner and there's so much crazy stuff in like media and social media. And of course that mirrors in the mind too. You know, there's, there's the media that we interact with like on TV or like right now this is media. And then there's the media of the mind. Um, and so there's just a lot going on. And so for me, that's where, uh, the system of human design was really, uh, a great key for me because in all of the spiritual third eye activations and visions and higher level, uh, downloads and all these things that come with, uh, waking up, I guess you could say, uh, as a, as a sacral being, for me, it's been key to get these visions and then allow the sacral to be that point that's like, okay, this is correct. You know, this is like, I want to, this vision comes in and I want to go in this direction or things of that nature. So, you know, in general, if you're not familiar with human design, I'm talking to like a, a listener or something, uh, the body wisdom really, you know, is you could just distill it down to uh, that connection to being rooted, connected to the earth, connected to the body and things of that nature uh, are great for, you know, kind of triangulating just the visions from, okay, what's for me? Um, and that being said, the other thing that kind of goes along with that is, is synchronicity. Um, that's been a uh, instrumental part, even before I was aware of, like, let's say the human design system. Um, and there is, there, there's this gentleman, he, his name is John C. Lilly. And he was the uh, inventor of the sensory deprivation tank. He also did a bunch of amazing research on mapping out the fields of consciousness. And he used to, he had this term uh, that he called it echo, right? Which stood for earth coordination coincidence office. Mm -hmm. And that's actually where we get echo the, uh, the dolphin from. Are you still there? I'm still here. You're frozen, but I hear you. Oh, weird. Very um, weird. Am I frozen? Let me, I got to pull my phone off the thing for a second. Um, I just, you just disappeared. I oh, disappeared? Okay. There was, well, there was like a, so I don't even know what that was. There was like a weird like update that. Uh, oh, it's because we're getting into the, we're, we're, we're elevating. So they're, they're, they're shining down. Yeah, so speaking of uh, Echo, so. That actually is a perfect uh, segment for, for what I'm talking about. So uh, John C. Lilly talked about echo versus the idea of what he called the solid state. 
okay? And so Echo is like this benevolent force that would orchestrate the higher awakening organically through, you know, Gaia and Sophia and that wisdom. And it would orchestrate that evolution through synchronicity. And then the, so, the solid state, quote unquote, was more of this like uh, thing that, ca- that, that would like try to kind of like prevent that synchronicity from, from being uh, paid attention to or kind of like, you know, more like fear coming in. Like you were talking about like the humanness in a way where it's like, uh, I don't know, like it, because that humanness I feel like that you were talking about is actually more of programming you know it's like the 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 past kind of like false programming and things kind of uh creeping in and like oh no you can't trust spirit you can't trust your heart you can't trust this higher wisdom and um that's actually it's it's interesting that you brought this topic in because that's been a huge part of what I have been told that I am here to gift people in a lot of ways is a window into trusting that spirit consciousness. Um, And that was a big part of the process and activation that I went through in February. I want, before I just keep going, I want to make sure that do you have any like feedback or anything that you want to share on what I said? I tend to, sometimes I just go and, (laughs) kind of like a like a uh, like a motor you know (laughs) I appreciate that I appreciate the you know wanting to engage that and like if you got if you get if you start channeling something's come through go for it I appreciate that pause and like the engagement of it but yeah I find so much of the listen to the heart that's where you know I share under heart space you know I got a download in 2012 look up healing modalities you're a healer then a few weeks later, I got heart space. You know, so very prematurely, I was like, okay, heart space is what I do. Realizing that, yes, that's what I share under, but it's the way I live, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so it really began with drop into the heart, listen. And I feel that's so much of the work that we are here to do is the like, hey, listen, this thing, he knows. Mm-hmm. Like, just go and trust. And that, mm-hmm. that fearlessness, that's so much of, that's so much Palladian work, you know, like, and that's where that's the main council I've been working with. And we'll see if we get, we'll see where we end up heading going, but like, you know, so <laughs> where it's so much of the, like, we can release the programming. So, I, so I'm so happy that like you reframed that and like, it is programming, you know, it's not the human is actually a gift. And that's a big part of my journey has been like, this is a body you chose to come here. It's okay. Cause I also dropped in, remembering and having you know experiences very young visitations and all the things so i was like let's go so like body is a good thing human good thing human light being all good it is that programming of letting go so i'm so happy that you made that differentiator right there as well yeah, yeah i feel like it's important because it's like that um and i that's kind of the reference there with like the solid state right is really like that that place of programming that solidifies in our in our aura in our nervous system as these like trauma points you know that 
essentially prevent energy from properly continuing to flow and like from flourishing because, and this brings up a great point with, uh, you know, you, you brought up the name of this, uh, this share is called the heart space. And really what's going on there in that process is the, we have the synchronization of the mind and the heart coming into a more coherent state. There's actually like a lot of science behind this. And essentially the heart is the central point that we have in our toroidal energy field. And the Taurus, the Taurus field, our energy body at its core, really what it's just trying to do is flow. It's just trying to move and flow and cycle and spiral and what happens is that that prevents that is again these points of trauma programming and conditioning that come in and they kind of like cinch themselves in our nervous system that's like the the physical manifestation and then we get stuck in these kind of loops right where uh it can seem like something is coming into maybe uh harm us or uh you know it's like oh this isn't fun what you know why is this happening to me like these types of experiences that we have with partners or jobs or whatever over and over again but really all that's really happening on a foundational level is the energy is just trying to flow that's really what's that's happening and it does that by pulling things to us that hopefully unclog the block really that's what's going on um so I just wanted to explain that really quick. And what happens in that moment when there's that unblockage is uh, on a science level, this is called recursive braiding, basically is what's going on. And what it is is the field of the heart then pulls in more energy, right? It starts to uh, become, it transcends and includes uh, what was going on previously to that moment and it starts to weave more information actually deeply connecting coherently via empathy via compassion via these things so the walls essentially of identity the you know the the separation identity they they break down and we become more of a uh, unified organism. That's really the process uh, that's happening when most people are saying awakening and synchronicity. That's kind of like the simplistic kind of boil down of it. But I'm going to rewind for one second because there was something important um, that I kind of skipped over in when I was saying part of what I was meant to uh, deliver here is this yeah. kind of um, this uh, ability to surrender or open up to synchronicity and spirit. I feel like it's important to add that in because that was an important channel. So back in February, I essentially, I, at one point after this, you know, near death rebirth experience, I essentially came to this point that was, it was a, it was an obvious choice point, right? Where uh, I could stay where I was at, which was comfortable, quote unquote, it was secure, it was, um, you know, there was all these opportunities that were present in the field, 
things of that nature. Very more like, oh, okay, this is the 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 safe choice, right? And then you know, as of course, as this whole crazy mess is starting in the United States, uh, I had a higher dimensional experience with what I call, uh, or what was told to me to call the 13th dimensional collective of the Phoenix. And this is essentially a galactic council. Um, and they came in very strongly and were like, no, you, you're going to leave. You're going to go across the country and you're going to go back to Asheville. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I'm open. Like, I knew in my sacred resonated, okay, yes, this is, this feels correct. And of course there's all this like safety, like secure, like, uh, I don't know, like, is it, is it okay? Like that whole type of experience. And uh, I remember sitting there for a moment and it was there, it was like that, you know, that, that last moment where literally there's all these synchronicities that came in, you know, I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get to Asheville right now. And my friend calls me and she's like, my friend, uh, he's driving to Asheville tomorrow. <laughs> and course, I was like, okay, uh, well, that's pretty strong uh, synchronicity there. And the last moment I was still like, I don't know. It's like ever, all these businesses are starting to shut down. States are starting to lock down. Like, this seems like I don't even know where I'm going to stay when I get to Asheville, you know? And um, my, I, I texted my friend that was, that was giving me the ride. And I was like, I need one more sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look at the phone and I literally texted him that at 11, 11. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's, that's it. Like, you know, Yes, I'm going, getting in the car, come pick me up. And at that moment, getting in the car, literally a portal to a new timeline, completely, like the whole reality dissolved. And I started to see that it was like, spirit was like, oh, okay, great. You made the choice. Now you're going to see what you're going to, like, what's going to happen for making that choice. Where it literally was an entire series of initiations um, that like culminated on like, like basically I went through these series of points where I was guided to all of these PowerPoints on the earth to transmute all of this past like pain and trauma that had been uh, put into the earth via like battles uh, that had happened in the United States. And I watched as each point that I went to dissolved all of this crazy earth karma and then each next point a whole new timeline would open up and it was just so powerful to to kind of like witness that unfolding in the height of that i was connecting with the spirit of uh geronimo mm. and he, he he came to me and this whole visual landscape opened up and he's like, thank you so much for hearing this call. He's like, there's so much transformation happening. There's so much going on. Uh, this, this process that you're going through right now will be instrumental in allowing other people to open up to trusting in spirit because it was such a powerful, uh, 
leap that, you know, that needed to unfold and take place. So I really wanted to make sure that I shared that. I can't get into all of the details of that because I've been asked uh, to keep those more of a private transmission, but I did want to share that because we're talking about synchronicity and trusting in spirit. So yeah, um, really important. Thank you. And yeah, something that like that also it's that leading by example of showing like, cool, show you can take the leap and you're going to fly and all you need to fly is going to be lit. You know, then other people are like, oh shit, I can do that too. Cool. You know, and it's so beautiful to watch that of like, the journey of all of us as a step is taken forward there's a space open for everyone to keep walking and moving together and doing the thing so yeah so beautiful um as you're sharing about the activations of clearing the karma in those lands whoo one thank you for that work oh, and yeah. two yeah. holy activations holy shit brother <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy too to, to kind of show how all that works it's like until I made that choice, yeah. I didn't know anything about doing, uh, even how to do that. Mm. It wasn't until I like literally went to those spaces and followed the guidance step by step that I was shown how to do the, that work. You know, yep. so, when say, so that's like when you're talking about like the litness, like the reciprocation, I was just witnessing. It wasn't even really like me in many of these spaces. It was just like, oh, okay, now do this. Go here. Do you know this is what you do next? And it's just kind of like I'm like basically surfing in a manner of speaking, where it's like, wow, this is amazing. Like, yeah. okay, this is what happens when you let go. You know? Yeah, the pioneering um, presence, being a pioneer, the present moment. Just okay. Now what? The ultimate scavenger yep. hunt. Okay, I made it here. Now what? Oh, you just got me so jazzed about getting over to Shasta. Um. Mm. <laughs> that, uh, that funny you say that. That's um, 45 minutes, about an hour from where that initial activation that I had in mm. 2012 was. It was about 45 mm. minutes from Shasta. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll have to talk about that. Maybe uh, I'll be a trip on over there. Um, yeah. Cool. And something I want, made, want to make a note for listeners, um, something that we just brushed upon before was about the coherency of the horror and really kind of bringing that together. If you want to go back in the episodes to the episode with um, dear friend Bruce, uh, the founder of the HeartMath Institute, um, we talk for a very long time as every engagement with Bruce is, but it's, oh, it's very whimsical and full of so much knowledge and just heart resonance and we go into the depths of different heart math and do some techniques and exercises. We go into creativity and the human renaissance. I just wanted to loop back. You can go back to the uh, episode library and, sure. and play in that space if you want a bit. Um, another space I want to talk on uh, when you're talking about the 13th mention, the Phoenix council. I'm curious, looking a little bit more at the work that you are doing with star seed to the star, star system, which we can go into more for sure as well. Um, this may be something you know, maybe something that just comes through. I'm curious, is there correlation in the Phoenix Council with the golden and orange Lyra dragons? That perhaps that you know, like, are you doing any dragon work right now? I've been working deeply with them and a lot of the fusion of experiences of the plasmas and all the things felt like there's a lot there. So maybe we wanted to talk what you're able to around these spaces 
Stop yeah, dragons. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there is a definite, definite uh, intimate connection there between those energies. Um, and yeah, so the, <clears throat> the way that it was shared with me, actually at that, um, that moment, starting at that moment, um, was that the phoenix that I'm talking about is a dragon phoenix. So uh, we'll start by saying that, which, you know, even if you look back into like ancient uh, Chinese, like Taoist culture and things of that nature, the yin and yang was the dragon and the phoenix. So it's like, there's that uh, ancient correlation even back there. Um, and uh, this is definitely uh related in certain ways to that of course but also you know we are in a new time so there's such a further evolution of that and the way that it was shown to me is that uh this council uh that i was interacting with is what uh could be called a collective memory complex okay if you're familiar or if the listeners are familiar at all with the idea of the raw law of one material, mm -hmm. that explains a little bit more about like what a collective memory complex complex or construct is. Okay. And that collective memory construct known as raw was uh, shown to be one of the 13 that came together or have come together in a, let's say kind of like a treaty of sorts or like a, um, you know, like an agreement, right? You have different names you could use, but it's essentially like coming together with the, uh, with the intention of unifying forces to promote further evolution and consciousness and awareness and, and things of that. And the agreement was that they would come together through the human genome, okay? That is the way that the actual, like, agreement is happening or manifesting or taking place is uniting these different spaces of consciousness, these different levels of awareness, these di different uh, memories of different races uh, on a galactic level, also different elements, all these different things coming together uh, in the human genome to assist both human evolution, earth evolution, and galactic evolution. It's kind of like that. that's the whole point is like there's something unique about the human genome that allowed for that uh, unification. And that's essentially what is birthing through humanity at this time is this uh, dragon phoenix consciousness. And it's, so it's interesting, you also, you mentioned, um, mentioned how that played a part too. You know, part of that, uh, the, so that was the initial download about what was going on. And then literally right as I arrived in Asheville, uh, as I was driving into town, the mountains here, if the, uh, the Smoky Mountains, I was literally surrounded energetically by dragons. They were like riding next to me in the car uh, as I was driving along. 
obviously what I'm talking about, I see through my third eye. Um, and also kind of like, it's like a feeling slash a vision, um, completely sober too, by the way, for all the listeners of not, um, not that it's not okay to work with, uh, plant medicines or something like that, but this was just, uh, completely, uh, energetically sober and, uh, tapping into, uh, a sort of inner vision that I've been blessed with. And, um, so from that point on, there's been like a lot of different, uh, activations and teachings and things of that nature that have, have, have come through. So yes, definitely related. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, um, I'm loving the potent dragon presence. And so I'm so happy that you brought that through. You know, it's just so funny. These conversations coming up so often, whether people are just having more dragon activations or probably like bring them up subtly. It's like one of my like low key, just like, so what's your relationship with dragons? Like, you know, I still like to throw some like off, you know, some uncanny questions at people time to time. Um, but some people are like, it's interesting you say that. They're arriving so much in my meditations. And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason, you know, poking at it and it's here. And um, I was doing some work at a summer camp with some little ones this summer. Blessed to have been bringing um, this programming, you know, to a summer camp with uh, the Spark New York City, who are amazing doing virtual classes for art and meditation. Uh, there'll be a link in the bio if you want to get in on that. Um, and we were doing shape-shifting into dragons, doing drag, you know, doing dragon breath. So we would figure out the, you know, the emotions and work through and they were shape-shifting and then they were telling me what their dragon was and you know, how easy and kids, I mean, they're, they can just tap right in. Yeah. Um, but it's something that anyone can do, you know, at any time of calling in their dragons and bringing it in. And I'm happy you also brought up like, you don't need psychedelics. Like, yes, it can be a wonderful tool to amplify, but for a very long time, my journey, I had to like, like I'm such an ultra sensitive that they're like, girl, you don't need that. Like that's actually just opens me way beyond where I can just get myself in trouble. I'll end up in a, in a, in a quadrant that I don't need to be in, you know, <laughs> it's like, don't just, you're good. You see enough, you feel enough. Like, you're good. So I appreciate you bringing that up of different plant medicines and being able to do this work without it. If you feel called to it, amazing. I think there's a lot of almost like a new putting in the box. You know, there's like a new world awakening in the box programming that can be kind of getting constructed of to hit these certain like milestones that are desired there needs to be a going into plant medicine or doing these different practices. Um, I'm curious of how you found your path of your own flow of practices and like kind of listening. Was that more just continuing to hear the call? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, this brings up a, 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 a couple topics that are definitely relevant in the field lately. I'll just put it that way. Or like they've, they've, they've presenced themselves to me a few times, especially in the past couple of weeks. So I'll just kind of dive into all that. So um, there are these, there tend to be these kind of like stages of awakening. Um, and I say this both obviously from personal experience, but also uh, looking at uh, what others have gone through or are going through or maybe will go through uh, things of that nature. Um, 
in the in the beginning, there tends to be this kind of uh, tends to be this kind of uh, erratic nature, right? With uh, both with spiritual practices, you know, whether that's um, fasting, whether that's meditation, plant medicines, uh, you know, whatever it is, this kind of like extremism, let's say, right, where it's like, I have to do, uh, you know, 100 days and just water else, uh, you know, it's not gonna, or whatever, it's just it's like this, as soon as the awakening starts, it's just like this, like, pedal to the metal, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to do this. And it's just like, what it will create is this sort of, uh, you know, peak crash, peak crash, right? And this is also true on the opposite side of things, where in, let's say in that side of things, there's kind of like almost like a spiritual ego that starts to come into place, right? And nothing wrong with ego uh, in a certain respect, but like, when it becomes kind of the antithesis to like material ego, let's say, where the same thing's going on, like, I got to have a Ferrari, I got to have, you know, it's like, oh, that, that didn't make me happy. I got to have this. Oh, it didn't. And it's this extremism, right? And then there's stage two, where this is kind of more like um, there is a going up and then a balancing out and going up and then a balancing out, right? And uh, you can also, somebody who talks extensively on this recently is this gentleman named Martin Kinney. Um, he does a really good explanation of how this kind of pattern works or whatever. And then finally, you get to this point that's just kind of like you're just flowing and you're in that state where you're like, oh, if, you know, my sacral or my guides or whatever say uh, eat a little bit of meat, then I can eat a little bit of meat and then I don't have to. Or, you know, if I need to set in the ceremony, I can set in the ceremony or I don't have to. You know, it's like very like in that flow where we just hit this frequency that just knows. Right. And a lot of it will come down to a lot of it will come down to fear too, you know, in those other states is kind of like what's really happening is we're breaking through a lot of uh, the programming, trauma, conditioning once again, where we're like running to the spiritual things out of fear. Like, what if I don't ascend? What if I don't, you know, or whatever the, the, the program is that comes in and it causes us to like pendulum from one side to the other. And then there's just it, all of a sudden one day there's just this point that we come to where it's like, okay, I'm sovereign. I'm, I'm good. I'm in like, I like I'm in control, but I'm not in control. I'm also surrendering will, you know, and that's kind of like where I've been at for a while now is, uh, and for me, like I told you, I'm a quad, right? So it's very like, uh, I, I have a rhythm to my days. Like that's part of my coding where it's like, you know, there's this pace, but there's this constant like check in with myself. What do I need to drink today? Check in with myself. Like, do I need to do a fast for a couple of days? 
you know, it's just like this constant, like, uh, especially somebody like myself too, I'm like doing a lot of multidimensional. I'm like jumping through portals, you know, like jumping to other timelines, like things of this nature. And at that, where I'm at now, I've got to adapt all the time because it's like when you hop onto that new timeline and you're on that literally like a new, in a new world, it's like, okay, well, maybe coffee is not okay anymore. You know, something like that comes in. But then, you know, four or five days go by and some sort of event happens where it's like, no, today I have to be up at this time to do this thing. So, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of this coffee or cacao to make sure that I can get into that. And then I'm going to go back to detoxing again. You know, it's like, that's, um, that's very much so where I'm at with all that stuff right now. Amazing. Yeah. Human, uh, training, training the avatar, training the human. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I wanted to add really quick right there. I forgot in that moment, but what you were talking about before, there's this really cool movie. It's a kid's movie called how to train your dragon. Uh, other, it's the third one. I think it's the other world one. Okay. Um, I didn't realize there's more than one. Yeah, so that I think there's like five or six actually, or something like. We're not gonna get any better ones, than this. There's like little mini ones or something, but the third one, I think it's called either Other World or Hidden Hidden Worlds. That's what it's called, Hidden World. And there's a lot of really interesting, cool little subtle hidden messages about um, about what we're talking about, like how to train your dragon. In that one, they really get into some things that like are very relevant for uh, people waking up, waking up to this kind of, uh, you know, plasma dragon consciousness. So I wanted to just Beautiful. throw that one in there. Netflix and chill. What up with your dragon? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, fun where they've been receiving these downloads of helping support making the unseen seen in very digestible ways just to make it a little bit more of oh okay i can understand so i've been playing with these very fun cartoon-esque like stick figures where you're just seeing the energy where it's like on one side it says like what we see and so like i have one of like doing reiki and so like you just like you know see someone just like this and it's like what's really going on. And then you can see the energetics behind it and the colors, the very stick figure and with color with, with crayons, you know, really kind of going through and playing with this. And the other day I had one come through cause I was in my own process of avatar did not want to eat. Like, you know, like it was like, it was a point blank. It was like, I don't want to eat today. I just want to be a space being. I just want to do the thing. And like, I was really having to be like, I know, but if the physical body is depleted and we have things to do. And like, there was such an interesting engaging in the conversation and it took what, what I was telling was way longer than what was needed, but it was an integration process happening of yeah. another activation and this, you know, really assisting that like process of, but let's see what's needed here right now. And like, yes, I understand where you want to be, but we're here and dancing in the world and melding them. And so, so that invitation to do that check-in and be able to be like, it's a constant parenting as well. Like, don't forget the body. Listen to what the physical body is still needing so we can plunge much further 
on this uh, journey all together as we go. Like it's totally. the ascension's in the body. The ascension yeah. happens in the body. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it, it's, there's such like a, it's like each, each of us is so unique. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the thing is like each of us is so unique. Our, our missions here are so unique. Uh, the how and where the roles we're supposed to go and play and things we're supposed to do at certain times. All these things are just so, they're so complex, right? I mean, on an internal level, what you're talking about following is very simple in a lot of ways. But like to really understand why and how the grand scope of your pace versus my pace and like why and what, it's like so complex. <laughs> And we don't necessarily, as much as we might want to, we don't always need to know why each little step is the way it is. And so that's why I'm saying it's like important to understand like when, you know, we, we look at another person and we may even be able to feel energetically with certain things. Well, that's where I'm on my way to, let's mm -hmm. say with, something in particular, maybe like diet or something. We'll look at somebody else and we're like, well, they're, you know, at this place and they're doing that or whatever. And it's like, you may even know on a deep level, you're going to go there at some point. But it's like the, the body has this like activation sequence and integration. And it's much more like ideal. A lot of times to just follow this kind of like gradual sequence of just listening to the body so that because in that activation going from let's say like you know uh eating meat to breatharian if that's part of your path right those places along the way and as those kind of gradual steps take place there's so much juice like amazing stuff that comes out of the little leaps it's like when the conditioning or the the things break off in the the journey that we have along the way it's where the goods are you know what i'm saying is like where we learn these things of like oh we meet some person it could be as simple as like because you went to get a coffee one day even though you really wanted to quit you meet some sort of really instrumental person in your path and then the next day you quit again for a week or so, you know, it's like those types of things where you just, it, once you are on this path for long enough, you look back and you're like, wow, like, I'm glad I didn't just like follow what my mind was saying and like, you know, try to push through this point because I would have missed like meeting my soulmate. Even, or you know? <laughs> it's like, it's just so uh it's just such a beautiful thing to just allow the awakening to unfold like very like naturally you know yeah ease and grace one two three mm -hmm. four um time on the clock as i look down right at that moment ease and grace one two three four step by step it all mm -hmm. comes together uh, <laughs> i love that um oh something that you touched on that may have listeners and they said it and you were like what the fuck does that mean um quad right do you want to go a little bit into what you mean by your quad right yeah sure um so in the and this is this is actually a very 
let's say one of the a lot more advanced aspects of the human design system. So if you're not familiar with human design, uh, you know, go to jovianarchive.com or 64keys.com and get your chart and, you know, start to do some research or connect with somebody that, uh, you know, is knowledgeable about it. Go to YouTube, watching videos, whatever, you know, whatever you're feeling called to do. Check out um, the episode with Kiara Doyle. Um, she's amazing. Um, and back in the episodes as well, if you want to check that. Sorry, go ahead. Awesome. Yeah, so this is one of the more, like, refined, I guess I would say, advanced aspects of it. But if you look at your chart uh, from Jovian Archive, at least, there is these four little tiny arrows that are next to the head. Um, a lot of people just glance over them and don't even realize that they mean something because they're so small, uh, especially at first, you know, it's just the charts are very overwhelming at the very first time you look at them for most of the like so many numbers and lines and colors and all these things like what's going on. Um, so those arrows on one side dictate how the body, uh, the physical vessel functions. And then on the, the right side, uh, dictate how, uh, how the consciousness kind of functions within the, the physical vessel. And each arrow means a different thing. It's like a different quadrant of our makeup. And so the left pointing arrows are uh, more like step-by-step, -step, logical, straight lines, uh, making a plan, uh, you know, more quote-unquote masculine, if you want to say it like that. That's just more... Uh, methodical. It's also much more focused, right? So it's 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 much more like uh, focusing in and taking a sequence pathway. If you were to look at a fractal, the left would be the line of the fractal, the like pattern that keeps it in a specific pattern. The right side is the color. It's like the flow. It's spiral. It's circular. It's mycelial. It's um, uh, not logical. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it goes where it goes and you don't know where it's going to go. And, uh, I'm a, like a 2% of the population basically, uh, have all four arrows, right. And so it essentially means that my process is very, uh, magical let's kind of put it that way it almost is like where everything is in this kind of fractal spiral type of nature so it's like plans don't necessarily really work or if they do it's like they have to be updated so frequently uh that it's kind of like uh it's like living kind of like in like some sort of magical spell or something where it's like oh okay now that's where we're going. All right, that feels good. Um, and where the other side of the equation, the left, some people do have all four left arrows too. That's also very rare. Um, for that type of person, it's very, very good to uh, always be making a plan, always be looking at things in this like uh, segmented kind of mathematical uh, fashion, it's very strategic, right? Uh, so that's the difference uh, between the right and the left. And then a lot of people are mixed. There's uh, people who can have like old, 
old, because that's the other thing too. The logical, the left is more of the old uh, direction, I guess you would say. We're in a process right now, from now until 2027, of moving totally to the right. So beings born after 2027 will be completely right. And um, basically like intimately connected in ways that we're only just starting to understand uh, spirit consciousness, collective consciousness, things of that nature. So there are some people that are more balanced where like the vehicle itself may be more of this kind of like older quote unquote logical type of functioning, but the consciousness may be more right and more of this kind of spiral nature. And depending on that sequence of the four, all like you can have like a very many different combinations. Thank you. Yeah, there's so many different tools to navigate and delve deeper into the understandings of how we work and we map out. But yeah, we're all flow. The age of Aquarius has definitely arrived upon us and it's beautiful to see the weaving and the generosity amongst community of sharing knowledge and wisdom with one another and the co-creations and, you know, how quickly we can really make manifest what's coming through. You know, I've been witnessing and holding conversation with so many where that like old fear of like ideas or things that are coming through for people like used to hold on. Someone's going to steal my idea or someone, something's going to come through. It's like, no, no, no. It's, you know, there's probably a billion people who that transmission is coming through their, their antennas and out of the billion, maybe a million actually it hit that they let it cross through their mind a few times. And then out of the million, however many stopped and said, Oh, I think this is a job description from spirit. And then out of those, there's some people who said, am I going to sign the job description? Cause then like now I have a spiritual responsibility to like do this thing. And then out of that, you sign it. And the beautiful thing is when we start to speak about these ideas that are coming through our hearts and the things that are, you know, alive, we're attracting those who are doing the same thing and we can do it together in such a powerful way to prepare for this new world coming. So it's like, it's not going, like the world is not going to be the same. It's already not the same, but you know, like, it's a new world, everybody. It's a new world. Um, so I don't know, I just, that just came through strong of that like reminder of if there's something moving through you so passionately and like through your heart and you feel like this is innovative, this is a new idea and like share it, put it out there. Even if it's not made yet, like there's more support that's coming to make it manifest probably in bigger ways than you even knew and thought possible mm -hmm. by putting it out there. There's no need to like hold anything back anymore. Like, let it all out, let everything out of who you are and like the ideas coming through because we need to do it all together. So I don't know where that was coming from. There's no question really to even like, if you just want to like respond to that, go for it. That just Ooh. wanted to come through. Well, that, yeah. that being said, um, there is a, you know, that's very relevant to this upcoming full moon that we have in Pisces. So um, this upcoming full moon is the, let's say uh, from the messages I've received is kind of the uh, completion of the Lionsgate. So some people watching maybe be like, what do you mean the, the completion of Lionsgate was like, we're out of 
Leo now even. Um, so there's more steps and things to these sequences that happen in astrology and, and things of that nature. The Lion's Gate, of course, uh, you know, started back around 8-8 uh, in, in, in August. And uh, then we had the, um, so essentially we had the Aquarius. Uh, we had, sorry, give me a second. We had the Aquarius full moon. Mm -hmm. Then we had the Leo new moon. And then now we're having a Pisces full moon. And so the reason this whole sequence, this portal is going like this is because uh, 8-8, of course, brought in that lion's gate, right? But because that went, went over top of the Leo new moon, right, which is like a new start during that lion's gate, we don't actually see the completion of the cycle till the next full moon which is this upcoming Pisces. Um, and then the other part of that is we're transitioning from Pisces to Aquarius right now. Aquarius full moon, Pisces full moon, completing this sort of another cycle uh, where the Leo new moon planted that Leo energy of the lion's gate to be start to be fulfilled in this uh, Pisces full moon. And this Pisces full moon is... Uh, it's going to be really powerful. It is going to be sextile to Uranus. Uh, a couple days later, there is going to be a grand earth trine. Uh, so I'm just presencing this for people because, you know, Pisces is the sign of dreams, of imagination, of uh, connecting to spirit, of uh, these sort of higher level multidimensional concepts and things of that. So it's going to be a really potent time to uh, set, you know, put out intentions and allow uh, the fulfillment of certain levels of uh, our dreams and our visions and our imagination and our creativity, especially with that seed of Leo, new moon planted, and then fulfilling in the Piscean uh, energies, very imaginative and things of that nature. So then just a few days later, having that grand earth trying, it's kind of like the universe is saying to us, like, uh, you know, go for what's in the heart, bring it in through the imagination, through spirit, through that intention and connection to spirit, and then watch as the grand earth trying really brings in things that can like ground it into a physical manifestation and really like support what you need on the physical plane to make that imaginary creative uh, thing a reality because we also just had Venus uh, just like right now today come into Leo too. So there's support via relationships for our heart's desire, our creative playful nature. There's support for money through our creative uh, endeavors, our playful imaginative nature. So, and the last thing is in that, thing that you were talking about that uh sharing it the pisces full moon is going to be on the 37th code which is about uh it's really about community the 37 is about community and connecting is also about um you know it's it's about marriage to a higher level of spirit it can be about marriage to another uh human being but it's about that connection of the higher will of the divine 
into the collective uh, community and that those connections that, that can come in there. So yes to everything you said, and there's kind of like the little rundown of the energy we're about to, to get in the next couple of weeks. So. Yummy. Well, thank you for that. Um, oh, so good. Um, I have, Hmm. Where do I want to navigate? I'm just now starting to look at like some notes I made before we hopped on. It's like, oh, these are some things. Uh, we talked cool. about that a bit. We talked about that a little bit. Um, do you want to share a little bit about your star seed to star system journey? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, let's see where to start with that. So, We'll just start at step one, I guess you would say. I doubt I'll be able to get through uh, too many of these. Uh, you know, I won't be able to get through the whole sequence, I'm sure. Um, something that we've taught, talked about already a couple times in this show is the idea of uh, trauma, programming, and conditioning. And that's essentially the foundational jump with the work that I do with uh, people in this pathway of going from star seed to star system or star or uh, nebula, galaxy, these different types of levels of, of energy work because uh, the best way to describe this process is, um, and I say star seed, this can be indigo, it can be crystal child, it can be uh, any of those terms, if you uh, want to get into the specifics, um, I just, you know, when I'm talking about it or making a graphic or something like that, uh, it doesn't work that well to put star seed slash indigo slash. <laughs> but I just want to get it. Long in list. <laughs> for all you Virgos out there that might be like, well, what about the indigo? It's like, That's okay, me. so the idea that we're working I also recently got presents from a good friend of mine, the idea of a star spore, which is really cool too, um, which we can talk about that in a second. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so the overall, the overarching thing here is that many people on this planet, as they're, as they're growing up, they have this feeling in their heart or maybe in their body, but generally it's kind of like more in that heart area where it's like a longing for home, okay? That's the best way to describe it. It may come in in a different variety of feelings, but it's kind of just this feeling, you know, like I don't belong, or where did I come from, or like uh, I miss my family, even though they're with their family, these different types of feelings, right? Well, that feeling is actually a seed, okay? That feeling is a seed in the sense of the whole point of the reason that we have been gifted that feeling is because it is that feeling that, like a seed does, causes us to start to look for the water, the nutrients, the uh, necessary things that a seed needs to grow into a flower, a tree, a star in this case, because really what that 
feeling that longing is, is like an electromagnetic pull, right? And the way that this pathway manifests is that, so initially what the seed does is it brings in dirt, right? We're like planted in, let's say, the soil of the womb of Sophia, of Gaia, of the third dimension. And so generally speaking, the dirt manifests as uh, quote unquote problematic experiences in our life. You know, like uh, maybe emotional, psychological uh, mistreatment from uh, friends, from parents, from loved ones, from school. This is also mistreatment could just be like TV. It could be society uh arranging us these situations where we don't quite fit in um once again why we feel this longing of like you know it it essentially plants that feeling and then all of these situations depending on where we live when we incarnated all these different things present this fertilizer okay and then there reaches a point where uh the fertilizer must be converted into available nutrients, right? So that trauma, that programming, conditioning that all came in, we were younger, is actually nutrients. It's, it's it actually the earth, the, the womb that we got planted in, literally delivered us the exact things that we need later on to digest like a seed, digest nutrients so that we can then fuel into blooming, okay? And so that's why I start with that level. And as this stuff gets digested, uh, there's, there tends to be a certain uh, sequence of things that, that start to unfold. Um, that sequence I've loosely turned into a pathway for people that I work with, um, for, for clients of mine, because once again, it's important to understand that everybody's so different, you know, it's, it, everybody is so different that it's, there's actually to put too much of a logical pathway in this type of activation is somewhat difficult, but there are overarching thematic things that can then be kind of custom tailored to each person. Um, some of these things are like when we digest this trauma and this programming and conditioning, we start to open up energetically, right? We start to become uh, more tapped in, tuned on, uh, more aware of other layers and levels of reality that uh, we were not familiar with before. Okay, and there's tools like human design, gene keys, things of that nature, astrology, that can kind of help to make sense for the person. Lots of different of these types of tools that can really help because it's like going into a new country where all of a sudden there's new languages being spoken uh, on an internal level. So it's good to uh, have things that can kind of help us make sense of that. There's also nervous system stuff that goes on because what happens is when we open ourselves up to these new uh, realities, it also manifests as new feelings 
feeling thing because it's like if you had a trauma type of experience, emotional trauma, let's say, uh, you know, in your heart or uh, in your sacral, something like that, when that energy that was stuck there breaks down, all of a sudden, just like, uh, just like tearing off of a Band-Aid or something of a, you know, if, if you had a, a wound, right, let's say the Band-Aid was actually preventing you from heal, from healing for a second. That's like the trauma and conditioning. And then you pull it off. And now there's that open kind of skin, right? But this is an internal process in your nervous system. You're like, whoa, all this new feeling and information and stuff is coming in. So then there's things that we could do to support that healing, uh, whether that be uh, practices, whether that be, uh, you know, things like uh, lion's mane uh, is a great tool because, you know, lion's mane actually is one of the only things that has been found in terms of herbs to regrow dead neural tissue. Okay. And so in this process of activation, there's this thing called neuroplasticity, right? Like when we were children, we were like super open and aware and so tapped in in so many more ways. And then the situations come in and they shut us down. Maybe the, you know, the, the neural pathways solidify, not all the time, but 90% of people are going to have some sort of uh, shutting down from when they were a kid to when they're like 20, 30 or something like that. So as these energies, these higher level energies come in and reactivate, then we can use things like herbs, uh, different things from the earth to help to uh, heal and re-solidify the new neural pathways that are coming in. So these are different um, examples of different stages of the past pathway. There's also, um, you know, I have languages of nature. So this is a very large overarching topic, but uh, this is why I've placed it so broadly because when we open up to these new levels of awareness and energy, we also start to realize that we can connect and communicate very intimately with nature. And this could manifest as uh, getting messages, literal conversations with trees or with animals. My baby. What's, what's that? Oh, trees and I, we have such, like, it's like, it's not like my baby fave. My best totally. friends. They're, man, they've it's been super instrumental uh, part of my pathway since a kid. They, you know, they were like coming in ways that like I could only just now realize uh, from when I was a kid. Um, as I was a kid, I was just playing. You know what I mean? But uh, looking back, I'm like, wow, like the trees were like actually really, really protecting me, guiding me, teaching me in ways that now I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for uh, those types of experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and that brings up a great point for, um, you know, for maybe somebody out there that's watching that's a parent or mm -hmm. something, um, it, you know, it's really good to uh really be aware that things that our children are doing that may seem odd or different or like playing or 
things of that nature uh, can actually be uh, instrumental parts in activating their higher purpose here, you know? So it's like really good. Uh, I find the more and more because kids are activating younger and younger and younger and younger, right? And so it's very good to get in this habit of, you know, asking them questions to uh, if we start to have these uh, intuitions or even if we don't, like ask them questions to maybe help to determine if they may be psychic. They may be, uh, you know, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, things of that nature. And these can be things that common people could interpret as autism or as ADHD or as OCD or, you know, different types of disorders. And by the way, I'm not a medical doctor. I can't give any medical knowledge uh, or diagnosis or something. So just being clear about that. But I'm saying from my personal experience, things that sometimes have been interpreted as this by, um, you know, by parents are actually these higher level gifts that are really just looking to be nourished and loved uh, in a way that I think it was uh, Deepak Chopra that said, um, if, uh, you know, most kids with their parents or most parents with their kids, uh, if their kid was really great at music and really terrible at math, they would get their kid a math tutor. And Deepak Chopra was like, I would get my kid a music tutor, you know? And so it's that type of thing. And it's not just with music and science and uh, things of that nature. It's also with like, you know, your kid is like obsessed with, uh, you know, sitting in front of trees and having conversations with them. It's like, well, actually that may be like a huge part in what your kid is here to do. And like, he may be uh, getting like really potent messages um, that could be instrumental in maybe even your life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, maybe your child is actually downloading messages from that tree for you and your awakening. So it's just like, and there's no rhyme or reason, let's say to that, because it's once again, multidimensional consciousness is like, uh, it's, it's almost unlimited. So that's something important to present. And that's like even another level of the training is just, um, what I call multidimensional plasma body training, right? And this is uh, a number of different practices that have uh, I found instrumental for me at different points or um, in a, I may not do them all right now even, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the whole point is depending on where each individual person is at in their experience, it's like, here's this tool. Does this resonate with you? No? Okay. What about this one? But really what I'm sharing. You're muted. Pause. <laughs> cool. Sorry. I actually just got a call. Um, okay. That hasn't happened before during my session. Uh, so what I'm, what I'm really uh, working with, the client with, is just the fact that I started awakening so young and studying and all these things so young 
that I've had so much different experience to like test that, play with that, test that, play with that. And then via my, my personal gifts have a lot to do with highly sensitive, uh, psychic, intuitive, uh, healing work and things of that nature. So being able to tune, not only tune into the person's gift and transmute the trauma that may be sitting there stagnant, preventing them from awakening to it. But then, of course, going back and tuning in again and saying, okay, well, since this is what's awakening and activating in you, uh, let's do this. That can kind of nurture that into this uh, next level and um, that whole triangulation. Uh, they're really helping them, like I said, going from this star seed place where, uh, and this could be any level, you know what I'm saying? It's not just the place of like, I feel, you know, that beginner stage. It could be like three quarters of the way through where it's like, okay, yeah, I've known for a long time I'm a star seed and I'm feeling like stagnant in this area, you know, can let's work together and uh, activate you into this entirely another level. And that's something I've been doing with people lately too is, um, these sessions where uh, a lot of people have been feeling very much so this year, like, oh, my gifts are trying to come online or they are coming online or whatever. There's also like a, um, you know, like a deeper nurturing of that where it's like uh, somebody feels like, I feel like it's here, but what's like, what's the block? And I'm like, okay, let's go in and like turn on all the switches uh in the way that wants to be turned on and then people are coming back to me and like oh i mean like thanks for that now i've been going through this or that or whatever and i'm like cool okay next stage have fun <laughs> so it's kind of like a uh almost like a um you know like a star like i'm cultivating a star nursery or something you know and that's Really? I love that. You're a little, you're a little constellate, your nurse, your constellation nursery. Um, right. And that's what I mean by star to star system, because it's not just, um, it's not just that star level, but then, you know, depending on each person's constitution and where they're at, there's a place where it's like, um, you know, do you resonate more with, some people have like more of like black hole energy. Right, but they're like uh, literally like taking in and transmuting stuff for people uh, in a way where now it's like broken down and reorganized, and it's like okay, uh, sent you know reconstituted into someplace else because it doesn't need to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are more like nebulas that are like uh, you know have their their community of little like starlings that are like birthing into their own systems and things like, you know, it's, everybody's different, totally. but that's why I put star system because once again, you know, as a four, two, uh, that it's like, you're blowing up. There is this, uh, community, this little like community that gets activated and it just keeps going. It's not also, it's also not looking at it from this respect of like, oh, so wait, so this person's a star system and I'm only a star or something. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's look at it 
in this way where um, the nebulas also intimately need things that the stars have and you know each you know while I may be a, a nebula this you know vast level of consciousness in this area I'm actually super weak over in this area so it's all it just keeps going you know what I mean it's like a forest mm. where everything just continues to unfold and work together and it's just this really beautiful kind of like community type of feel yeah it's um Thank you so much for that. And there's, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, I was still holding space in person, um, which calling in more of those, this thank you work, please. Um, and I remember right before this all really, you know, began at this level, um, you could feel it in the collective, you know, before even people sharing it. And, you know, as people were walking in the door, there was such a range of people on their journey of where people were at. And I'm feeling, I was like, all right, let's gauge this a bit. And I, you know, there's someone wants to come through. And it was during these times, like I was coming in hot too, where like what was typically like more of just like the like cacao ceremony that we would go on a journey, you know, I bring the drum and we go on a journey and maybe talk to their higher selves. Like I was coming in hot where I was like, people who this is their first time coming to like a spiritual and I'm air quoting if you're listening to this on audio, like a spiritual gathering, you know, their minds were blown or, you know, so like, but I was like, let's just gauge as well. But I went around and I said, curious, who here has been feeling like there's a lot of shifts happening internally and maybe externally? Everyone raised their hand and said, and has anyone here been feeling like, random shifts in like their diet or like calls for different foods like maybe you can't get enough like avocado and coconut and like you know like everyone raises their hand and I was like and I'm curious who maybe has been feeling like they might be losing their mind a little bit going kind of crazy most raise their hands and I say now keep it real like who here has been feeling like they're alone in this and everyone continued to raise their hand. I said, look across from you. Yeah. We're all doing this together. You're yeah. not crazy. You're finding yourself sane. Is, you know, you're letting the heart, you know, have the awakening. That's like this process of like everyone remembering and becoming that piece of the constellation and that star in it. So I thank you for breaking it down in such a concise, you know, in those ways of the navigation tools of finding cool. Where's your constellation? You know, where's your home? And, you know, I don't know if you go into actually helping people plug into, you know, where their, where their star councils are and whatnot, where multiples they're working with. Um, but yeah, I think it's beautiful. Also the honoring the uniqueness of everyone's path and different tools and techniques. I'm very similar in sessions with people right now where it's like, words gonna see what comes through and what's personalized needing for you like i have um the you are the medicine journey coming up in september and nice. that is yeah super excited group of sisters um eight weeks of some different activations and then sharing a plethora of tools and modalities and just kind of a this is what wants to come through load up your mystic medicine woman tool belt gear up for what's coming for the second wave the rest of this year in 2021 and then you know 
many that are arriving, they're like, I feel there's something I'm meant to go. There's been these new, you know, I'm feeling energy or I'm seeing it. I don't know what to do with it from here. Or I know I want to hold space, but don't know how. It's like, well, if this feels good to you, it's a yes in your body. You know, like, listen, like you were saying, you know, like, well, then come on in. Come on the merry-go-round of samplings and see uh-huh. what resonates. And then from there, being able to take it. So it's beautiful, you know. We're all kind of here and it's like it's not a one size fits all at all in these spaces and the journeys and i think it's important for one 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 um then a little one in the corner um anyone who is feeling this call to begin to work with a guide you know in this journey it's whether it's thomas whether it's myself whether it's whomever some important things this is actually a question i'd love to mirror back to you of like when someone is finding their resonance with a guide to work with, you know, I think one very important thing is that someone like seeing you as a unique individual and it's not, mm-hmm. a, I have all the answers and a one size fits all. It's more like that channeling coming through. I'm so curious as to um, guidance that you would give for someone who is feeling that call to begin to work with someone and how to know if it would be a potential alignment for them. So, I do have to presence that my phone has 4% battery left and, and I don't have a way to plug it in like and keep it um, like basically up on the stand. I would have to like, my cord's very short. So I would have to like basically be next to the wall. Um, so I'll try and I just want to presence in case it just dies. Um, yeah. And it also may mean that we're supposed to do another uh, another segment at a later time. But yeah, just to kind of like to to try and do my best to presence that question, um, you know, it's really, I think, uh, once again, we kind of go back to the beginning with uh, the synchronicity, you know, like, uh, how did you end up in, in that connection? Uh, with that person? Is it just, just, just kind of like unfold and stumble in? Did it come from, uh, you know, if it didn't come from synchronicity, did it come from like a a friend or connection or community member that you, that you do trust and do feel connection and synchronicity with? Um, Yeah, those are the things that I would look for. And once again, you know, checking back in the body, like, how does feeling with this, how does working with this person feel? Uh, Of course, are huge things. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to ask this one question quickly. So I want to make, cause it's, it came through cause the power of question, cause any question that we ask, we will receive the answer to. So what a beautiful gift it is to think in question. Mm-hmm. Thomas, my friend, what is one of your favorite questions to ask the universe? Hmm. guess I would say, man, I don't even know. I don't even know how often I ask questions. I would say more so I ask for clarity a lot. I do ask for like, I do ask a lot for like clarity in the visions that are coming to me. You know, um, once I, once again, I said, I, you know, I always used uh, my sacral to make these these decisions and these pathways, but uh, sometimes 
there'll be these moments where uh, a lot of, because my consciousness tends to be so multidimensional, um, sometimes it will be difficult to like see kind of clearly in, in that. So I'm often like asking for, for clarity um, in, in the messages that I'm being sent or, or the signs uh, because I feel like that, you know, it's just, I mean, that's just for me, you know, and uh, I guess another question would be is how can I serve both my bliss and the greater consciousness on a higher level or like on a, you know, like, you know, I just ask for the alignment of that personal bliss and the collective uh, consciousness alignment a lot. Yummy. Bliss. Pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. More, please. Um, amazing. I want to honor your time, but I also want to honor this battery. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Um, I'm excited to continue our conversations offline Ooh. and also a part two for sure. Um, we will talk soon and so much love to you. I think it's about to go down. And all right. What a fun way. I can definitely say that's the first time I've had an episode end like that, which is super fun. Um, I have tons of notes here to kind of do a little follow up and I'll check with Thomas and see if he wants to, you know, wrap up on that in a little jive time, or perhaps I'll just kind of do a little segment on that. But I hope that and I trust that you've gotten a lot of content and quality from this. And I will talk to you soon. So much love.